Greetings and welcome. My name is Kevin Rumley. And I'm Michael White. And this is the VTC Podcast, Voices of Recovery. The VTC, or Veterans Treatment Court, is a treatment-based alternative to the traditional justice system. In lieu of going to prison, where we know nothing truly changes for a veteran, the VTC aims to address the underlying issues that led veterans to interfacing with the legal system, including mental health, trauma, and addiction. Upon completion of the two-year program, a veteran's charges are dismissed. So we are excited to have with us today a graduate of the Veterans Treatment Court, Mr. Travis Raxter. How you doing? I'm doing well, Kev. Good to see you. Hey, you too. So uh, this is pretty fortunate timing. You've actually moved since graduating the Veterans Court back to the D.C. area, and you are here in town because we're celebrating a Veterans Treatment Court graduation. Absolutely. So uh, we figured, hey, we got you here. We'll ask you some questions. So uh, take us back. Tell us a little bit about your military history and your service. Okay. Uh, let's see. Short version. Um, joined the U.S. Army in 1998 uh, for a guarantee of air assault school, $12,000. Uh, I took the ASVAB, and they gave me a bunch of uh, you know, cho- job choices and they said, well, this one, uh, excuse me, the one that you uh, run through the woods and blow stuff up gives you $12,000. I said, I love the woods. I love explosives. <laughs> so became an infantryman, uh, was first stationed at the Honor Guard. Uh, 2001 comes around, and uh, September 11th happened, and I was on rescue and recovery for the Pentagon for 36 days. Um, uh, during that time, I have... Went to ranger school because the honor guard kind of sends you to as many schools and, and, you know, whatever they can send you to. So I was recruited into a special operations task force at the time called Hunter Killer Teams with uh, multiple deployments to Afghanistan um, until I was hit with an IED and had to get out. Uh, uh, I have uh, two Purple Hearts and a Bronze Star. Uh, and... Uh, that pretty much covers the short version. That's the condensed version condensed right version. there. And uh, so the IED explosion uh, definitely did some damage to your body. And how are just the recovery now physically? Right now it's good. Um, my pain's under control. I have what's called a hinge knee replacement because I don't have any of my crucial ligaments. So it's not quite as stable as a regular knee replacement. Um, but it works. I get around. Uh, but, you know, uh, some pain uh, past the medication, but it's tolerable and I'm able to live my life. I'm not going to run any marathons or anything though. <laughs> gotcha. Travis, thank you for your service and your, uh, sacrifice. Um, having heard your story, what brought you to, uh, VTC? Um, so I, uh, had an alcohol problem in the military, uh, got out, got connected with the VA and got ahead of that. Uh, I was on, because of the damage to my leg, I was on painkillers um, prescribed. Um, and I took them like I was supposed to. And then the opioid crisis began in 2010 or so, maybe 12. Anyway, they cut me off because I was too young. Um, so I started buying them on the street. And uh, I couldn't get the right milligram or the right dose. of, So I was getting way higher. Next thing you know, I'm addicted, and it's off and running. Uh, as opiate addiction is, is 
they're all bad, but I think it has a different. It's a different demon. For least, sure. You know, um, it destroys your receptors. It just it it's uh, uh it grabbed me. It, it it took me down this dark road uh, where I didn't care about anything else other than controlling the pain, um, which led to criminal charges for various things. Uh, you know, um, taking. Uh, what's not mine and and violent stuff and you know and I got ended up with charges. I went to prison and the, when I got out, I was connected with VTC the first time. Uh, I got out and tried to make a run of it, um, but the pain was too great. I wasn't ready. I wasn't committed, and eventually I failed the program and went to prison again. Hmm. Um, I got out a prison went up to dc and got the leg worked on and i still had some more bumps in the road coming my way i tried to get sober a couple of times and failed uh tried tried and uh this time uh i was looking at a lot of time and i reached out to vtc and was re-accepted into the program and made a decision to uh to change my life and stick with and just do what I needed to do. So, um, after a couple more bumps in the road, I got, got my head on straight, worked my tail off, um, worked through the program, did what I was supposed to do, you know, and, uh, finished it in, in less than two years, uh, graduated and, uh, proud of that rest of my life. It's a very difficult program, but it's very helpful in that, not only does it help you with your addiction, it helps you with um, with your entire life structure, how to how to do this, how to get a job, how to get housing. If you don't know how to do something, you learn how to do it, or or the court helps you. The court helps you with uh, anything that you need while you're in the program, so that you're set up for success later. And then you know after you graduate, it's on you. But you have the tools and the uh, and the and the base that you need to grow from there. Thank I you. I love that. Uh, I love that. Just the tools in the toolbox, but it's really you using them and pulling those tools out. So you were sharing about uh, coming into the VTC the second time because uh, Veterans Court will take participants. And we've talked about this in previous episodes about kind of the, the journey of change, how it isn't linear, right? It's not... <laughs> one and done people just show up and say all right let's do this and forever their life has changed this is a chronic disease we're living with it forever so i'm wondering your time in the veterans court the second time when you really made that commitment to change you were all in what was it that kind of brought you to that place be it hopelessness like hitting this bottom that you hear about what brought you there and then if you were, yeah, let's start there. Okay. What brought you to the bottom, the place? Um, so before I started court, I had charges in five different counties, I think, felonies, um, to go with my already, uh, ex, ex, you know, extraordinary record. Um, so I was looking at quite a bit of time, and I had resigned myself to that for the most part, um, uh, I had tried to get into court before COVID. COVID hit, and things got out of array. 
and things weren't moving fast enough. And, you know, the uh, the old addict saying, I want it, and I want it right now. Um, so it didn't, for me, it didn't come fast enough. And, uh, uh, it just took a, took a while to get back around to it. But this, while I was sitting there in jail, resigned to going to do about 14 or 15 years in prison, I, um, my relationship with God grew, and um, I, I made a decision. I said, you know, if I do get another chance, um, I'm going to make everything of it. But I wasn't expecting it. I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, it took my mom fronting $25,000 from an attorney to get all those charges put together to get me into court in the first place. Wow. Which is not something she would have done because she knew I was going to mess it up. But I told her, I said, look, if we do, if you do, I'll show you. Um, but if not, I understand. Mm -hmm. And that's all I can say because I let her down so many times before. But she did it. And, uh, it, you know, my relationship with God grew. And, uh, you know, I just just started uh, working in the program, getting to know people, realizing that to keep it going, I also needed to do something else, which was to help others. So, you know, became house manager at the house. Did a lot for a lot of people in the time I was in the program, and that helped mm -hmm. me on my journey. Definitely. You know? And we saw that. We saw that all the support, be it the 10 residents at the recovery house, where you're taking them to meetings, you're buying them food, you're helping those out who have less. It really is... Uh, this theme amongst veterans when they've internalized kind of this recovery process and then it's no longer these external forces that are the motivation. It's now the internal forces. You have a strong internal motivation to live a certain way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Um, I really like about your story is the, um, you know, you say you roll your sleeves up and you keep trying even after you have all these bumps in the road and um, to me that's very admirable you know instead of not letting life get you down you keep going but um, what advice would you give to any of the vets if they were listening in VTC now or it's this future? yeah uh, right it's this that um, you're gonna have those whether they're big bumps or small bumps and my main advice is it's not how far you fall it's how quick you get back up for sure it's yeah. good advice yeah, <laughs> I like that right there. All right, and uh, just uh, last question: Thinking, um, how do you maintain the gains that you've had in the veterans' court? How do you maintain them now since graduating? And tell us a little bit about your life right now. Well, uh, I, like you said, I moved away, but I maintain connections to the people that I, I got through. You know, um, you know, people go graduate court and then they disappear. Um, you don't hear from them again. It may have moved away, but I still, you know, maintain contact. Um, I still do recovery groups up there. Uh, sometimes I use the uh, the groups that I hated when I started. I had to had to start them. I, uh, you know, from here since there's a couple on video still. And uh, the main thing is, you know, to keep what we have, we got to get back, give back. And my way of giving back is I want to start a veterans sober living home for the vtc specifically up there um well not just the vtc all vets but you know i want to have a relationship with them um 
it's it's tough finding the funding and all that, but we're working on it. We're making strides. Uh, I had a I had a benefactor that was going to help, but uh, uh, he's kind of fell off or disappeared. I don't know what happened with him. That's okay. That's just a setback, and keep keep pushing through until I get it done. Nice, and that's with uh, Fairfax County. Yeah, very cool. That is uh, my high school alma mater right there, Fairfax County. Um, well, Travis. I am grateful for you, grateful for just all of your support to our veteran community. The other veterans look up to you. They're watching you. Um, they'll get to see you tomorrow Absolutely. at the graduation, the ceremony, celebrating our man Michael White over here. Mikey stoked? Yes. <laughs> I remember that feeling. I remember that feeling. It's a few days, the, the day before, the day, three days before, it's just a... Because it's a, a two-year or close to two-year road of hard work, and when you get to the end, it's, un- it's surreal. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I, I still look back at graduation like it was yesterday. I can't believe it's been almost six months. It's wild. Yeah. And I'm, imagine just some kind of trepidation and you know the uncertainty of the future. Like, yeah, I'm what's stepping next? Out. What's next? Um, it's on. It's on me now. I don't it's, have all this support. That's you know? right. And just seeing you here, we are six months later. You're doing great, and you're just continuing every single day that recommitment to recovery. Absolutely. Man. Well, thank you so much, Travis. It is an honor to see you. It's an honor to see the transformation that you've undergone. Um, We first met in 2015, and here we are in 2023. And, yeah, you are a beacon of hope and resiliency. So thank you so much, brother. Thanks, Jeff. And a big thanks to our listeners. We appreciate your support. Stay tuned next week where we continue conversations and hear more about the voices of recovery. This is the VTC Podcast signing off.